0: Last time in the Maelstrom Galaxy, you stepped through the gateway hidden deep beneath the surface of Anatar, the Appelton homeworld, and found yourselves falling into a mysterious realm of gods and ghosts. The appearance of Shomu the Warrior confirmed what you already knew. You have reached the Pantheon, and the truth is so close you can almost taste it. We pick up now beneath Shomu and Romet's refuge in a large circular stone chamber with all of you arrayed around a large wooden door right as it explodes inwards. Can you all please roll initiative? Okay, 20 and above. Oh my god! look! I
1: got 22! Yeah, there's 20s out of the way.
0: How do (laughs) I... Oh my god, it happened. And on a fight where you can't use your most offensive spells. Yeah,
1: definitely, the, definitely the fight where you want to be first. Yeah, it's great.
0: <laughs> definitely. Did anyone get 20?
1: Just me at the top. It's lonely at the top. I'm, I'm
0: going to do all the enemies in the same turn. So I'm going to take the first thing I rolled, which was 20, and put that in
2: second. Well, piss.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the enemies...
2: <laughs> shown as variation on my, opus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rolled 20 for the enemies, so they're going to go second. A 15 to 20? 15. 15. Oh. Duncan, uh, Carell has a higher deck, so Corel can go before me. Okay. 10 to 15?
3: 11.
0: Faraday, what did you get? 7. Oh! Aww. The order for this fight is Schlurp, the enemies, Corel, Lorelei, Crick, Faraday and uh schlep can bugsy and bruno go on your turn that's what i was just to
1: that's, expediency that's what i was assuming anyway brilliant because otherwise i'm gonna have to roll several initiatives and i don't want to deal do too with many that.
0: guys it's too many guys i
1: got a bunch of guys
0: We are starting this fight. You guys are in a circular underground stone chamber. There is a passageway to your right leading back to the surface. And just in front of you is a 10 foot wide wooden door that has just been exploded inwards. Where do you guys think you are in the chamber? Are you behind the door? Who is basically, who do you think is behind the door? And who do you think has a view through the doorway?
2: Uh, Lorelei had her ear. Up to the door, doing perception check.
0: Okay, well, in that case, Lorelei, can I take a dex save? That's a nat one. (gasps) Lorelei, you get impacted by the door as it blasts inwards, and I'm going to roll some bludgeoning damage. So, Lorelei, you take 10 (laughs) points of bludgeoning damage as you're blasted backwards with the door. I'm going to say you get knocked all the way back into Bugsy and his soft fur uh, catches you yeah, at least was you... about 10 um, points of damage. That was 10 points of bludgeoning. You got a soft landing. Um, was anyone else pressed up against the door who needs to make a dex save? Uh, a I deck... did
4: say I was right there.
0: Yeah, can I have a dex save from Crick as yeah. well?
4: I think I wasn't too far from the door either, actually.
0: Uh, Crick, what did you roll? 21. Oh, you're fine, Crick. You, uh, roll... you tuck and roll to the side. Shrug um, it off. I'm going to say you roll to the right-hand side of the door, so the door is now in front of you. Between you and the chamber. Like oh. the, the open door is between you and the chamber. It's all coming up
3: correct. i have got shields. 23.
0: Yeah, Karel, you duck and roll as well. Do you think you roll to the right or to the left? Because you said you were a little bit further back, so I'm going to give you the choice.
4: I think to the left.
0: Okay, so you duck and roll to the left, which puts you just behind Shomu. Uh, Karel, you are going to have a view through the door. Everybody else, were you near the door or were you further back away from it? I think I was probably a bit further back. Okay.
5: Paranoid.
0: Yeah, I'll be with Shrek. Okay, and Bugsy, Bruno, okay. So I've got it so that Schlurp, Corel, and Shomu have got a view through the door currently. because uh, the door has swung to block off the view of people on the right hand side of the chamber. So um Corell, Schlurp, you guys are more than welcome to make a perception check to see what's coming through the doorway. I'm gonna be quite frank, you're gonna see one thing very obviously.
4: Uh 15. Eleven. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, Schlup with an 11, I'm going to say that you're just behind Corel and Shomu as well. So there's a lot of big people between you and the doorway. Very tall. So beyond them, Schlup, you can just make out a fierce scarlet glow. Uh, Corel, through two of Shomu's forearms, you can make out a whip-like snarling creature, some... 10 feet tall, 12 feet tall, and another 12 to 16 feet long, standing, filling the doorway. It has, its body is made up of charred black chitinous pieces with spiked edges. It looks kind of part melted, part twisted, and between the cracks of its exoskeleton, like you can see just countless jets of bright red beating scarlet flame. With a 15, Corral. Yeah. This creature looks really familiar.
4: Yeah, I had a feeling.
0: You fought one before in a cave system near New Analu, right at the start of this whole adventure. Wait, is this a vanguard? This is a Pyrrhic vanguard. Oh, shit. Only it's a lot more, it's less broken down than the one you saw. So this one still has the whole serpentine body, whereas the one you saw looked more humanoid because bits had been presumably broken off by the journey. Ah, heck. Shlurp, you're the top of the order.
1: Yeah, (laughs) somehow, somehow I'm top of the order. Um, right. i got a lot to try and figure out. I think I'm going to start with Bugsy because I want what, what I want to do is have him near Corel and like ready in action. So for when Corel attacks, Bugsy will also attack because that way like Sneak Attack and Pack Attackers will work together in a lovely stew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Bugsy is staying close to Corel for the time being. So I guess I'll move him and ready his action to be an attack i'm a i'm a chucker uh inspiration at crick being him right in the head with it okay I will use dissonant whispers i'll use that at a let's say a, let's say a second level uh that has to make a wisdom saving throw
0: okay i think i rolled something wrong there. Oh wait, yeah, I rolled ten d twenty by accident. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a big number. That's wrong. <laughs> I rolled a hundred. I, I just literally rolled a hundred. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Hang on, this is my... The monster 100
3: inflicts one hundred d- damage. You're dead, slow. Do I bite. do I
0: get affected on a <laughs> hundred?
1: <laughs> okay,
0: I rolled a twelve. Uh, fails.
1: Okay, right. Okay, so you are going to take. A 40, 46 psychic damage, which I will roll. Uh, so that is uh, eleven. So not upgrade. Oh great. Oh dear. Um. So so they will take eleven psychic damage, and they have to use their reaction to move up to their speed away from me. Oh no. Okay. And move as far as its speed allows away from you, but like it can't like jump off a cliff or into anything dangerous. Okay.
0: Um. You impact it with that spell, like firing it off between. Like, through Corel, through Shomu's forearms, the flaming creature makes this horrible shattered scream and then topples backwards and staggers and, like, scampers trying to bolt backwards, back and back and back, out and out of the doorway. Uh, Shilip, can I take a perception check as it staggers back to see what you can make out?
4: Should I make one as well?
0: Yes, Corel, you can make one too.
4: Do, because do, I rolled an 8. natural 20.
0: Perfect. On a nat 20, Corel... Past Shomu, now that this scarlet flaming creature has staggered away from the doorway, you can make out this quite large, maybe 60 foot by 40 foot rectangular chamber. Um, The chamber has this really deep bloody colour scheme with this red tiled floor with a mosaic of a teardrop at the centre that the creature kind of scuffs up and scorches as it staggers over. Uh, The chamber's centre is supported by four large black pillars and over where the creature is fetched up against a far wall you can make out two empty doorways that seem to go out into some kind of balcony. There are also two like passageways leading off to the left and to the right on the far sides of the chamber. From where you are you can also see another flaming shape, this one rippling with blue flames. And with a nat 20, I'm going to say you can see, you can just about tell there's a glow to the left of the doorway as well. So you immediately
1: realize there's three of them.
4: Three vanguard, three vanguard in the room ahead.
1: Oh, come on. A lot of Bruno's spells are quite short of range and I don't really want to move him closer to all of these. Oh God, no. Maybe just have him hide behind Craig or something. (laughs) Um... Hide behind me, do it. Yeah, just kind of near Crick. Probably one of the safer places here, honestly. He also gets my bonuses uh, from the um, protection auras and stuff. Ah, yes. I think I'm going to move to be like, hmm, probably like around Lorelei and Faraday, kind of just a little bit behind them, I suppose. Schlepp, now that you've knocked that Scarlet figure out of the
0: doorway, um, Shomu has found himself without someone in his immediate smacking vicinity. (laughs) <laughs> uh, he actually has a speed of twenty-five feet, which is not that fast. If he runs, if he runs for the blue flaming creature on the right-hand side of the chamber, um, he can just make it into dist- into uh, range to get them. Um, so he is going to let out this deep guttural roar and then charge through the doorway, um, his huge silver great axe in hand, and run straight up to that blue creature almost fearlessly, and then swing to attack Shoma gets four attacks God damn! is he a big strong
1: motherfucker god of war I would hope so
0: so his first attack is a 32 which unsurprisingly is going to hit he then rolls a 31 a 22 and a 19 so three of his four attacks are hit wait
1: did the 19 not hit no it does not well fuck
0: <laughs> you're in the big leagues now kids Uh, So three of his attacks hit uh, for a total of 66 points of damage.
4: Um, From where Corell's standing, how hurt does the the blue one look?
0: A huge gout of blue flame comes spurting out of its body, uh, almost entirely disappearing Shomu from view for a second. Shomu then kind of grunts and you see him take, uh, you actually see him get burned by his proximity, by his own proximity to this. Yeah, Corel, uh, the creature, looks like it's taken a substantial hit, but it definitely still looks okay.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Right, okay. Uh, and that's the end of Shomu's turn.
1: Now it's the enemies, isn't it?
0: Now it's the enemy's turn, guys. Oh, boy. Um, so the blue one's going to go first, followed by the red one you saw, and then a new friend is going to appear, who Corel got the sense of from the left. Uh, so first, the blue the the, the blue vanguard is going to respond to Shomu um, with this enraged roar, and then is going to do something terrifying. Um, it is going to raise both hands in the air, and in an attack you saw the beginning of, but never saw the culmination of long ago, a ball of fire is going to ignite between its palms and then grow in size. And then it is going to hurl that forwards at Shomu. Fucking point blank. Point blank range. It's a 20 foot radius, but because you're all back inside the antechamber, it doesn't get any of you. Um, It is, I think, going to incinerate the door. So the door is going to turn to ash because the door is just in this radius. And Shomu needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Shomu rolled a three, which is the lowest he could roll. Damn. Uh, So he's going to get hit by this very hard. Corel, you see Ashamo again disappear, this time engulfed in searing flames. He's just a stuttering silhouette. And then those flames seem to turn drippy. They like melt and cling to his body and his skin seems to putrefy where it touches. Um, And he takes a huge 48 points of damage. And that's the end of that guy's turn. The red vanguard um up against that wall is gonna recover and also charge at shomu and it is going to attack shomu with a huge rocky molten lava rock sword it rips off its own body uh so it rolls 26 points of damage and shomu looks quite badly injured at this point corral understood would the yellow one be able to see us at this point because the door got incinerated the yellow one can't see you okay oh wait sorry the door got incinerated yeah because the fireball thank you so much homework kid
1: i've become what i hate most it's mostly because i just don't don't want to keep hitting Shobu. Oh,
0: now guys. you're the homework kid guys you're in such a small area i showed it that's
3: fun <laughs> we get an apple for page next it's so funny
2: it's so fun that you're in such a small area yeah no it's not an apple it's cheese puffs and chocolate fingers
0: oh, <laughs> the third vanguard Uh, this one rippling with yellow flame surges forward to again fill the doorway now none of you can see shomu at this at this point the yellow vanguard looks at you all
1: i just wanted i just wanted to protect shomu
0: so so delightfully gathered in such a small space and then raises its palms and summons a ball of fire can i take a dexterity saving throw from I think this is going to get everybody except Bruno and Bugs in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So my bu- my guys are okay.
2: <laughs> How big is Craig's Order of Protection? Three. Ten feet, so everyone except Corel. <laughs> to be fair, with
0: the um, Order of Protection, Corel is at least resistant to fire damage.
4: Yeah, that's something, and I'm very glad of it given what I just rolled.
1: Did anybody be 18. I did. Oh my god! I got it. Yeah. I got a nineteen because I have a plus seven to deck saves, and I got the three from the aura of protection.
5: I got a twenty-two. Oh wow! So
0: that broiling, flaming yellow creature hurls this new, hurls this flaming orb at you. It lands in the in the, between the ring of you for a second, giving you an awful moment to contemplate what's about to happen, and then it erupts. Thirty-one points of fire damage and four points of necrotic. And my buddies are absolutely fine. (laughs) They are plastered against the walls of the chamber, wide-eyed, staring at this little sphere of hellfire. You hear Bruno, through the flame, just go, why did you call me now? It's a good question.
3: It's a good question.
0: Next in the order is Corel. The uh, yellow flaming creature, Vanguard, is uh, blocking the doorway.
4: And we're going to do something about that. So Krell is going to pull out the ember stylus. All right, we've seen how you draw. Let's see how you stab. And pulls out another one of their daggers in their other hand and is going to go full tilt at, at this big yellow guy.
0: Uh, the heat is unbelievable as you get in proximity. So I am gonna have you take uh, then again, you take half fire damage. So that's two points of fire damage. So just one for you. Thank goodness you're an a pelter
4: indeed.
0: And then hit me
4: three with the siles for twelve. I don't think that hits?
0: No, that's not gonna do it.
4: But I because I have two daggers a hand, two weapon fighting. I'm gonna, Slash with my other normal dagger. See if that does better. Uh, That's a 26 with just my regular dagger.
1: Fantastic,
0: that hits!
4: And I get to do a sneak attack. So that's going to be... 37 piercing damage.
0: As you slash your dagger. I think you fumble with the Ember Stylus because you're not used to it and it's an unusual shape with the hilt being longer than the blade. You're not used to the weight in your hand. So you flip to your more, more familiar weapon and plunge it home. The a, a gout of yellow flame sheets across the blade of your dagger but misses you. And it makes this kind of popping, squealing noise.
4: Right, I've used my bonus action so I'm going to just stay where I am at the moment. Unless... Can I sort of move around it, not leaving its attack range, but just so someone else has a opportunity to come through the door?
0: Uh, I'm gonna say that because it has a kind of serpentine body, it does feel it fills a ten foot space, but because it has a serpentine body, maybe as its tail lifts, I'm gonna give you the chance to do a dex check to try and duck under its whipping limbs.
4: It was a sixteen.
0: Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, okay, with a 16, uh, do you duck to the left, or around to the empty space, or to the right where the whole mess of stuff's happening with Shomu?
4: Left towards the empty space. Give myself some some breathing room.
0: Yeah, how far do you go?
4: Just around the side. I'm not leaving the
0: area of the tack. Yeah, okay. Cool, Um, as you move, everybody else, you get a wonderful view of this towering monster right in the filling the doorway. Next in the order
2: is Lorelei. As a bonus action, I go into my starring form Mm -hmm. in archer for my action at third level. I cast tidal wave. Okay. So I conjure up a wave of water that crashes down on an area within range. The area can be up to 30 feet long, 10 feet wide and 10 feet tall. Each creature in that area must make a dexterity saving throw. Ah, I see. The yellow and the red are lined up nicely for you like Skittles. Um, Again, we uh, come back to the bowling. The dexterity save is 17. Seven? Yeah. Three. (laughs) They both fail. 52 damage to both of them and they're both knocked prone.
0: Okay. How far do they go? Do they go a the distance or is it just... They don't place? get moved.
2: They just fall over.
0: They topple like towers. Uh, the yellow actually falls partially onto the red creature as they fall. They both like huge, a huge shockwave of steam plumes up above the water as it rushes across the floor and dissipates onto the tiles, leaving them glistening and wet. Um, they both look like they've taken a huge hit Uh, The yellow flaming beast in particular is, like, its flames are sputtering as they try to reignite. I'm done. Wow. Okay. Next in the order is Crick.
3: Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. So I I take out my uh, my, my long sword, my hard light long sword, and I flourish it in front of me and I run up to the yellow monster. And I'm going to use Divine Smite. Yep. At a uh, second level.
0: As you enter its immediate vicinity, uh, the heat kicks in and you take six points of fire damage.
3: Oh, damn. So I'm going to use, uh, first things first, we'll do the attack roll. So 24.
2: That will hit.
3: Excellent. Yes. Okay.
2: Is it undead? Yes. Wait, what? It's undead. You get 48 because it's oh, undead. Oh,
3: yeah. So I had had to use that in such a long time. Yeah, this is an um, undead being. So that's 20 eight points of damage
0: as you wail on the yellow creature um that its flame just doesn't get a chance to reignite it's just sputtering and screaming as you hack as you swing your sword at it pieces of lava rock are cooling and cleaving off it's still together but it looks badly injured
3: so we're just going to do the same thing again 27 points of damage
0: oh my goodness me Again, you str- you bring your blade up and go at it again. Like as like I said, as the flames cool, its chitin is starting to crack and go grey. Um, it looks badly injured now. It's rather than flaming, it's glowing like the embers of a of a coal fire. Bottom of the order, waiting ever so patiently, Faraday.
5: I would like to cast bless, please, which means that the following people can add a d4 to their attack roll slash saving roll. Oh, bro. Crick, Corel, and I'm probably going to guess Lorelei. And then as my bonus action, I would like to cast Spiritual Weapon. 26 to hit. Uh, Uh, Yeah, that'll do it. Who are you attacking? The yellow one, I think, is the only one I can see. Okay. That's eight points of force damage. Um, I'm probably just going to stay where I am. (laughs) Okay. Okay, uh, you really hammer the point home quite
0: literally as your gavel forms in the air and pounds down on the yellow flaming creature's chest it is kind of just writhing on the floor as a mass of connected pieces of crumbling stone it is not looking very well at all and we're back to the top of the order with Schlurp.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'ma send my boy into the fray. Because he, okay. get, he gets two attacks. So that could be helpful. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm gonna have him do like a a long like a a long jump. Yep, yeah, where to? I guess I like, just pass the yellow one. Like like...
0: So behind the yellow one, beside the pr- the still prone body of the scarlet flaming beast. He is gonna take two sets of fire damage because he's very close to two different
1: creatures. That is fair. That's a three okay. and a six. Okay so, Bu- so Bugsy's gonna do some wailing on the red guy. I'm gonna have him do I guess a bite and a claw attack. That's not gonna hit um because I rolled an eight you know he gets a plus five to this so that's 13. I'm gonna say that's his bite attack. So for his claw attack, rolled much better. Um 19 plus five is 24. Eight. So I've done his two attacks so he's just gonna stay there because if he leaves he's gonna get opportunity attacks and will be bad okay so that's a total of eight points of
0: damage mm-hmm. on the scarlet monster um it is still lying on the ground as Bugsy like basically grabs it by the long neck and just kind of shakes it like a rat he doesn't manage to do that much damage because its neck is made of quite stony hard plates but um uh, you are nibbling away literally <laughs> at
1: the creatures right so now i'm gonna have schlep do something is the yellow one still prone? Yes, they haven't had a turn yet, so they're still on the ground. Okay, I'm just debating. The problem is, if I use Justin Whispers again and move them away, that's going to be annoying for Shomu. Opportunity um, attacks are a thing, but...
2: Shomu would get an opportunity attacks on a couple. But well, on on one, Even could do it on the blue one. Yeah. And then we've got two that have been kind of fucked up to deal with, and then the blue one has to run back. Okay. I think I'm going to move forward like one square, so like five foot. Just a, just a touch
1: closer. And then you cast Dissonant Whispers on the blue one? Yeah, I think I'm just going to do it at second level again. Uh, wisdom saving throw. 19? Yeah, yeah, they save, but they do still take half damage. That's something. Okay. 11. That's literally what I got last time. Mm-hmm. Um, So they take five. <laughs> they take five points of damage and they don't have to move. Ooh. Okay.
0: They grab at <laughs> their own head and just kind of writhe in place.
1: I'm going to have Bruno... Is there a way to have him be still inside this chamber, but have not be within 30 feet of the three creatures and he can see them?
0: I don't think he can see all... Th- uh, if he goes to the other side of the antechamber, to the left, uh, he will actually be able to see through the doorway past Crick and probably just about make out all three flaming creatures. Okay, right. So I'm going to have him move there. And- as he as he moves, he's literally just making panicked sounds. <laughs>
1: I'm a musician, not a fighter. <laughs> um, and I am going to have him cast Bane. Okay. So after three creatures of your choice that you can see within range must make charisma saves. Oh, okay.
2: Apparently they're good at charisma. No. These charismatic dead fire boys. <laughs>
4: <laughs> they, they leave an impression, don't they? They
2: certainly do. <laughs> they're very intimidating. This
0: is true. Uh, I got a 17. So that um, saves. A seven.
1: That doesn't save. And a 14. That doesn't save. So two of them fail. Hey. So those two that failed. uh, Whenever a target that fails a saving throw makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, which is a minute with concentration, the target must roll a d4 and subtract that number rolled from the attack roll or saving throw. So every time they have to do attack roll or a save, they have to roll a d4 and subtract that. As long as they keep up concentration. Okay,
0: so that's on the I think. The first, I rolled them in order, so I did blue, red, yellow. So red and yellow have that?
1: Yeah, so, yeah.
0: That is minus, what is it, sorry?
1: Minus a d4. Um, And I think that's all of my guys who have done things. Okay. Uh, yeah.
0: Next in the order are some flaming friends. Okay, so Shomu's going to go first. Seeing that the yellow flaming creature is well in hand uh and that the red is in progress i think he's probably going to look at the blue flaming creature who is the most tail of the trio and be like this is where i'm this is where i can help i'm gonna get this one because no one else is on it i'm just gonna plow ahead and try and do some real harm Um, Shomu, I should say, is a fucking mess. Blood is streaming down his arms. He's still firmly standing upright, looking proud and strong, but like he is quite badly hurt by what's happened here. Okay, so he rolled 22, 16, 33, and 25 for his four attacks, so three of them are
1: gonna hit. Fucking wail on this guy.
0: Absolutely wailing on him okay so he hits three times for a massive 50 points of damage on the blue flaming beast which i'm gonna make a note of uh it now looks quite badly hurt Uh, and then he's gonna use his second wind bonus action to regain some hit points so that is 25 points hit points regained by shomu yay he just kind of flexes all four of his arms and Then he suddenly looks more healthy again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this (laughs) goes. Second wind is a weird ability. Yeah, it
2: flexes himself into healthiness. It's yeah, it's fully the power of the flex. Just gonna. Oh yeah. (laughs) Show me the warrior
0: does not go. Oh yeah. (laughs) But he does just kind of go like Vegeta or a Dragon Ball person. Uh,
1: War cry. (laughs) He
0: funnily just screams, flexes all four arms, and some of his wounds miraculously close. Uh, That is a weird (laughs) weird feature. It is. Okay, and after Shomu are the enemies, uh, the blue friend is obviously going to retaliate, displeased about the situation where most of its blood is outside of its body, or in this case, flame. Um, It is going to turn on Shomu, and it is going to attack. It gets three attacks. Uh, so it is going. To, I'm going to roll a fun, festive little set of D20s. Festive,
2: fun and fun and flirty, fun and festive. He's thirty, flirty, and thriving. <laughs> it rolled. <laughs> He's not thriving, and you know it.
0: <laughs> it rolled a nineteen, uh, and then it rolled a seventeen, which won't hit, and then it rolled a thirty-one. Which will hit.
1: Oh dear. Let
0: me check. The, the, the dice roller I use just gives me the added total, so I have to check what the actual number was. So I think that might have been a nat 20. Yeah, that last one was a nat 20, so that's going to crit. Um, Oof. Okay, so one normal attack and then one crit. Okay, so that... Oh, fuck me. Okay. Uh, he tanks 21 hit points of damage from that first slash of the great, horrible, jagged stone sword. Um, And then he kind of staggers back a little bit because like, there's the heat behind him. There's so much going on. He stumbles a little bit and the blue flaming creature is able to get a really good jab in under his front left upper arm. And this one is going to be the crit. um, And he is going to do...
2: Hey, do do anyone have any healing potions? (laughs) We have a Faraday. We'll be fine.
5: We have
4: Faraday and we do have healing potions.
5: But can we bring him back if he dies, though? Does that work with gods?
4: He's technically... (laughs) Well,
1: I guess we'll find out, (laughs) won't we? Technically, he's already
2: dead.
5: He's on
0: eight, so he's okay. I think we need to do something for him. Um, So he tanks that second hit, and the third one, he fully just lifts his great axe and bats away the attack, and then just screams and roars again with all four arms clenched. As he does through his armor you can see the glowing shape of a like a teardrop mark on his back like flaring with light as he kind of like straightens up and bellows at this flaming creature which kind of makes this fearful sound and um takes a step back but then holds its ground. Uh, The red uh, flaming vanguard is on the ground it's going to use half of its movement to stand up it is currently being wailed on by Bugsy and is watching its it's Comrade, be, comrade being uh, wailed well on by Coral and uh, Crick. The Scarlet Vanguard is um, probably going to turn to Bugsy. I think what's going to happen is it's going to take one on Bugsy and the first time it gets a successful hit, it's going to, like, go past, like, leap over its friend and go for Corral. It's trying to get Bugsy slightly out of the way so it can go for Corral if that makes sense. Right. Its first roll is... Oh, my God, you rolled a nat one? Ha! <laughs> Athetic.
1: Actually, you'll find that's a minus one. <laughs> it rolled zero. It just rolled a straight zero. It basically zero.
0: rolled zero. No, it rolled a 12, so it's 11 after that. And then it rolls a 24, so the second hat is the second attack is going to hit Bugsy. Okay. Four, 35 points of damage, Shona.
1: Oh, buddy, he's down to it's
0: 50. Ten <laughs> slashing, 25 necrotic. His fur blackens and sloughs off. Oh, God. Struck. Um, the vanguard is going to charge past him then uh, staying in his five foot radius wait does foot, Bob, d- does oh yeah, it's never gonna mind. stay within five feet of bugsy so okay, it doesn't yeah. invoke an opportunity attack and it's gonna go for corral uh corral hello friend
4: hello
1: it rolled a 30
4: i think that hits
1: <laughs> why did i even cast bane <laughs>
4: Not oh, a, it was a good idea. It, was it really was. Two could make a difference. What else are
0: you going to do? Send little tiny Bruno,
1: the spirit. No, he's- I'm going to come and kick you in the shin. <laughs> <laughs> then he just disintegrates from being near them. <laughs> and then he oh. just to Ash. He has 60 hit points. He's not a front line. Uh, Carvel,
0: you take 36 points of damage from that attack. That's 12 slashing, 24 necrotic. Okay uh next in the order is the yellow one the yellow one is really not very well it's quite sick uh the yellow one is going to spend half of its movement getting to its feet uh it is pinned between Corel and crick but i And bugsy ah, let have a look at its intelligence it's not very smart it's decided it's going to go for Corel because it sees its buddy going for corral and it's like this is my best chance okay so that is going to be it gets three attacks yeah Thirty, yeah, that hits. Okay, let's do. I'll do the damage one at a time because if it knocks you out, it's then gonna go for Crick. I think.
4: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Okay, so that first attack does fourteen slashing and sixteen necrotic. Okay. And it rolled a nineteen.
4: That hits.
0: And that's eleven points of slashing and eleven points of necrotic.
4: Okay, um, Correll's not down on those two attacks. But they are on seven.
5: Duncan loves it. Duncan's like, yeah, hit me.
1: Yeah, go on.
5: <laughs> now one. 19. Look at his face. Wait, Duncan, it's don't me. get
1: excited <laughs> by this. <laughs>
0: Look at Duncan's face. Now I'm going to have to come and pour a potion on you or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm just scared. That's six points of slashing. 20 point, 21 points of necrotic. Corella's down.
4: Just, is, it, is it like a claw swipe?
0: <laughs> uh, no, it has a sword. It's fully a long sword.
4: All right. So yeah, I, yeah, the sword just knocks me to the floor.
0: The flaming creature then, battered, sputtering, raises its sword in the air and makes like a kind of a chattering screech of like victory as it knocks Corel to the ground.
5: The good news is, way back from like arc one, Corel <gasps> does have... Spare the Dying. Yeah, like a spare the dying in the necklace that Faraday made for them. So they are stable.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Nice. Corella's is down, but stabilized. We're back in
5: make- episode 10, baby.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Corelle's not making um, death we probably saves. should still bring him back up. They're the ones with the sneak attack. We need that.
2: Okay, so Lorelei's going to take a few steps forward so she can see Big Blue Boy. Um, and I'm going to cast Tidal Wave again, so it just gets this guy. What? Tidal Wave to the-, the blue boy. Does it go in a straight line from yourself or from a point? No, from a point.
0: Oh, brilliant. Okay. yeah, that
2: Thank work. God. Tidal Wave to the blue boy. Dexterity saving throw, please. Okay. Uh needs to be a 17.
0: It rolled a nat 20.
2: Still takes half damage. Page, okay. stop rolling well. How dare you? But because it's vulnerable, because it's water, it just takes full damage. Yep. Uh, it takes 17 damage and is not knocked from prone. And then as my bonus action, because I am in starry form archer, I get to shoot a starry beam at the yellow
0: one. The blue one is now the most, like the most battered looking.
2: Oh, then I'll go. I'll shoot my starry, starry arrow at whoever looks the worst. So the blue one. Yep. That is seventeen plus nine, so twenty six. That that, and that is two D eight of radiant damage. That's only three. I'm afraid. Oh, plus my wisdom modifier, so eight.
0: Okay. The blue one is. A shambling mass of steaming stone. It looks like it is on the verge
2: of crumbling apart. I will then take a step... Oh god, Lorelei really doesn't like Bruno, but I'll step and stand next to Bruno.
0: Okay. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, so next in the order is Crick.
3: Crick has seen Shomu damaged very badly. Corel knocked to the ground. The gloves are coming off. These guys are tough. It is time to unleash. We've already got uh, that spell going on. Branding Smite. Branding Smite. So we're going to use that and Divine Smite with my first attack. Uh, 19.
0: Yep. Yeah, who are you attacking?
3: Uh, well, the one that's nearly dead on the ground. The yellow on the ground, yeah. Yep. Does 19 hit? No, it does not.
2: No. Wait, you have a Bardic still to use. Yeah, you uh, do. Uh, yeah, and you only need one more. So, yeah, so
3: I'll, I'll use the Bless, which is the D4. Ah, uh,
1: uh,
2: yes. Oh, I good idea you. oh you just need
3: one yeah three so yay
1: yeah, 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 yeah. perfect that'll hit
3: I've added up all my points of damage yep 44 points of damage
0: Captain Mitchell Crick <gasps> how does the yellow Pyrrhic Vanguard die yes, yes we got one we got yeah. one
3: okay so this Pyrrhic Vanguard's on the ground right? yes it is okay
0: oh wait no did it get up I think it did get up it did get up but it's staggering in place okay
3: it's staggering okay so I'm I'm you know I'm there with my sword I'm facing it dramatically, and I just stab it through the heart, and I say, um, time for a cool-off period. (laughs) It's
0: (laughs) thick. And then I pull it out. Um, A gout of liquid flame rushes after your blade like blood, and the creature looks at you for a second, makes a kind of... And for a split second, before it crumbles to nothingness and dust, Crick, um, its expression changes from blind rage to... Something a little bit like a please smile, and then it is gone, turned to dust
3: what okay, well, know? that's one down <laughs> uh now, for my second attack, i gotta take that yellow guy off the board, the red one
2: yeah.
3: I gonna need ten uh
2: no, it's eight plus your oh yeah, yeah, plus nine, plus nine, sorry, so forgot. that's. Seventeen, huh. so you need to roll a three. You got a two. No, unfortunately, uh, along with the Bless? Oh uh,
3: wait, wait, it's, it's yeah. No, it's yeah, one you one.
2: rolled the blast. You only rolled the one. Ah, nuts.
3: Fudge City. Sadness.
0: Oh, so bad.
2: Oh. So you're very slightly whiff. I'm afraid. Just a lit a little whiff. That's okay.
0: I mean, to be fair, as if as it turns to ash, Crick is like swinging through the disappearing dust so I feel that's why I think that's why he misses
3: that's okay well I'll a I'll, conclusion I'll use my bonus action to cast um, I cast a vow of enmity which gives me advantage on uh, attack rolls
0: on the red one? yeah fantastic nice. okay uh,
5: next in the order is Faraday! I am casting the spell Divine Word which means they need to make a charisma save please okay i think it's like um when she uses like message and stuff it's like having strings tied to your fingers right so i think i'd like to like tie them to my fingers and then like say the word mamoon and then cut the strings
1: okay
0: Kay. like in
5: hercules where they try and cut it the red right.
1: one the red one is minus two
0: um, and as you as you kind of reach out to grab those little candles of of that represent like those little pin tricks of light that represent their souls, um, you kind of feel that cold chill rising the way you always do when you use your necromancy. And as you do for a second, it's like in your head you see a flash of that with that antlered skull, the familiar shape of the God of life and death, the spirit who that echoes throughout your life. Uh, And you invoke its name. Uh, 16? No. And
5: I rolled 16 again. No. (gasps) They both failed. Uh, How many hit points do they have left? Because it depends on how many hit points they have.
0: One has 16.
5: And the other one has 108. 108? Yes. Oh, well. (laughs) So nothing happens to that one. But the one that has 16 dies instantly because it's less than 20.
4: Wow.
0: Uh, Okay. Faraday the blue one disappears instantly Mm. because you separate its soul from its body Uh, the red one the red one for a second is haloed by a whirling vortex of fire and then it
5: too vanishes oh okay what hmm
2: got taken back to the plane of fire I'm guessing
5: so it's just gone it's gone (laughs) fight's over now wow Faraday just fucking
0: sent them away.
5: Oh, sorry, guys. (laughs) In in more than one way. (laughs) No, that's
0: fine. Hey,
4: I'm I'm, I'm unconscious. I'm glad the fight's over.
0: Faraday, you find yourself standing in the doorway, surveying a scorched room with smoke and steam still curling in the air. Corella's on the ground. Shomu is bleeding heavily onto the floor. Bugsy is charred and the vanguards are gone. What do you guys do? Uh, you have just this doorway open onto this rectangular chamber and the balcony beyond, a couple of empty doorways. Just this unbelievable silence. What I'm asking is, are you going anywhere or do you stay to recuperate and
1: heal? Yeah, let's heal? take a be- short rest. Do, so like an hour, hour's short rest. Do we want to make sure like nothing else is going to burst in?
2: Uh, show me. Yes? We're all a bit fucked up including you so we're thinking wait have an hour's rest and then continue our journey
0: he rolls one shoulder shoulder and says i've had worse but it's a good idea anyone gonna run
1: in and do that again on us he
0: looks at you and just goes i'm the god of war not the god of seeing through walls wait this is your this is show me's realm isn't it This was my stronghold, but I have not been here since the
1: dance. Ah, I see. So you don't really know what's going on at the moment. Fair enough. There was a reason the door was blocked. She loves paranoid. Like, like, were were there doors at all here?
0: Yes. So you have on the far side of this chamber, you have two empty archways that go into a balcony. And then to the left of the chamber, you have a passageway that heads off into darkness and the same on the right hand side.
1: I want to go check the doors just to see what their security is like.
0: Yes, there are no doorways. They're just open,
1: empty holes. Okay, I guess I'll just check down the
2: hallways just to see what's I'll going take, on
0: with that. I'll take a perception check to cover both. Can
1: I get the help action from Bugsy?
2: I'll go with them. Laura, okay, look.
1: Okay, you do the we'll,
2: roll We'll then. roll separately. Okay. 30. I got a dirty twenty.
0: Okay, with those two rolls, uh, you both like and Schlep. You go to check down those two empty archways. You just see dark, snaking corridors. Everything is stone and red and black. It's quite, it's quite intimidating as um as, a, as an architectural vibe goes. And um, the only real thing you can make out are it's like how quiet and still everything is. Like there's there's definitely a layer of soot. On the brickwork, which implies that those vanguards have been here for a long time, like guarding the doorway, guarding this building. But I don't think you hear anything. You can hear something faintly coming from the balcony um, as you go past it to check those two doorways either side. What kind of thing? Like distant clumping, like marching feet. Okay. But it sounds quite distant. What you do see are... A series of blood red murals running down those corridor walls uh, depicting like a pattern uh, like a repeating pattern of Namazir in armor holding spears and swords and blasters um, and again and again this motif of Shomu holding up his great, ha- great axe with the severed tail of uh, the arch queen Ifet or the greater Pelton arch queen that Shomu is became famous for defeating in single combat. Um her severed tail is kind of forming a motif along some of these corridor walls. Yeah. It's quite gruesome.
2: Let's go back. I think we I think we're okay here for a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you're gonna take a short rest?
5: Yeah. Karel, don't worry, we're not just gonna leave Can't. you unconscious. <laughs> we'll just drag their unconscious body around. We're gonna go to the library. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'll be the ultimate fuck you. <laughs> This is great. We're well, could be here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. oh, dear.
0: Hey, it's Paige Dolby-Evans, your Game Master, host, and resident dog person. I just wanted to say that the Junket podcast wouldn't be possible without the talents of the lovely people behind the characters. That's my wife, Leonie, as Dr. Faraday Zenith Lewis, Duncan as Carell, Elle as Captain Mitchell Crick, Shona as Schlurp and Jess as Lorelei wide wanderer. Our show is powered by a modified version of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. To learn about the custom rulings, mechanics, and aliens that make our game possible, you can visit our website, thejunkitpodcast.com, or just ask us on Twitter at thejunkitpod. Lastly, if you're both willing and able, you could support the show over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash That's all from me. See you in a fortnight.